Hello, and welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of May 7, 2012. This is episode 148. Wow, we're almost up to our sesquicentennial. <laughs> our septuagesentennial? I think it's sesquicentennial. I think it's 150. Anyway, is I'm it, Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing firm that's putting on the podcast. Hopefully, we've got some new listeners after this week. Joining me, uh, who's joining me? Sorry. Me. It's going to be one of those days. Hi, who's that? This is Jackie Ritaco, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Who are you guys? I've heard of you. <laughs> I've heard rumors that you exist. <laughs> it's been a while. You were all around the world in like 10 days. Pos- and Passepartout. You guys still probably don't even get that reference. Not at all. Around the world in eighty days, and Paspa too. <laughs> there used to be a there used to be a Saturday morning cartoon. People that are over forty will know that, and it was called I think it was called Around the World in Eighty Days, and it was this guy in a top hat who sailed around the world in a balloon, a hot air balloon, and he had adventures, and he had a little sidekick, <clears throat> kind of like um, Tattoo or. What was his name? Was it Tattoo on Fantasy Island? Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane. Right. Was his name Tattoo? <laughs> yes, Tattoo. Okay, so it was like Tattoo. He was a short guy. So, and the music would say that, and it would say, and Paspa too. So Paspa was his name, I think. <laughs> what was the name of the host on Saturday, on uh, Fantasy Island? Like the main guy. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> was that his that real name? That was the actor's name. Yeah. That's what was his, his name, name on the show? Uh, Mr. Something. I was going to say Drummond, but that's fan. That's uh, different strokes. Yeah. Can we talk? I think about- it's Mr. Can we talk what? about like Mr. Rogers? That's more my speed. <laughs> Why would you go from Fantasy Island to Mr. Rogers? <laughs> I used to watch as a kid. And Sesame Street. Well, I didn't watch Fantasy Island when I was four. I don't even know what Fantasy Island is. Mr. Rourke. That was oh it. Oh my god. That's it. That's it. Mr. O'Rourke or Rourke? Mr. Rourke. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. He definitely wasn't Irish. That. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Island was a huge hit show. Yeah. It was around on the same time as The Love Boat yep. and yep. Dukes of Hazard. Making anyway. the way any way they know how. <laughs> What's that? That's oh, just a little bit more than the law then the we have a special the guest. Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yeah, yeehaw! <laughs> That's what they would say. This is our uh, late. What was this like? Early eighties, late seventies. When were these shows on? Exactly, late seventies. Oh, okay, that's why. Probably into the early eighties. All right, we better get some healthcare marketing um, news. You know, I had in my travels, which I'm going to recap here in a second. I had feedback <clears> from Ben <throat> Dillon, who's from Geometric. And uh, it was the the last episode I think we had. So we skipped a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the episode before this one, 147, where I think I said that we were going to intentionally minimize any healthcare marketing input or news. Right. He, he was laughing. He's like, you guys really went off the farm on that one. <laughs> He's like, I was going to recommend to a bunch of clients to check out your podcast. And I'm like, well, I better wait till they get another one up because if they go to that one, they're going to be like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, you know, sometimes you just have to you just have to move on. 
Well, either that or just recommend a, recommend a particular episode and send people a link to that one. Yes, good point. And well I would, put. in that case, I would probably recommend our pre-used panties episode. <laughs> no, I think the Google Goggle yeah, one, Google which was, Goggles. I think, before that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we were using the wrong term for that, because Google Goggles is something, but it's not that. Oh. It's called, like, Lens or something like that was the actual name of the thing oh. there. Oops, slap on the wrist. Oh, well. <laughs> well, let's get into this, because we, we've got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Should we get into it? Um, I want to talk about kind of my travels and what I heard across the land. But we do want to make an announcement because we have – I'm actually speaking with Ben at the upcoming mission conference, mm-hmm. which is just around the corner. It is. <laughs> is that my cue? Do you, yeah, that was your cue. <laughs> Did you see me point at you? Uh, no. I pointed at you. No, because I'm not looking at you right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> They're pointing. But here I go, everybody. <laughs> So, yes, there is a Mission Spring Conference that is going to be held on May 16th. So, when you'll be listening to this podcast, it'll be the following week. And it is at TCF Bank Stadium, which is where um, the Gophers play on the University of Minnesota campus in Minneapolis. And that's from 8 to 4. And Chris and Ben Dillon will be speaking. And then, additionally, we will be sponsoring. Yes. They will be dueling. Not separately. Yes. Oh, is that what I said? Sorry. Um, and then additionally, As, we, no, you we will be sponsoring the happy hour afterwards. So you should come from 8 to 4, but then stick around and hang out with us if you're attending. Do it. How's that? Yes, please Did that do. make that sound fun? That was good. That was excellente. Mui. Good sell. Good sell. <clears throat> okay, so now... Let's talk about the past. Why? We talked about the future. Let's talk about the past. Now, I'm trying to call up some... um, Of course, now I'll never be able to find it. How is this possible? This is the way this morning has gone. I bookmarked these things, and now I can't find them. Now, now, we're positive. So, what's that? We're positive. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, my travels took me to D.C. for the MedSeq... Um, client conference, which was fantastic, and then to Geonetric and uh, client conference in Cedar Rapids, which was also fantastic, um, and then to Atlanta for to talk to a group of physicians, uh, hospital executives, and board members. Uh, all three of those were about Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital, and then of course to Orlando for the uh, healthcare uh, marketing summit, strategy marketing summit where I did a three-hour workshop on Joe Public, and then Chris Boyer from Innova Health System and I did a uh, breakout session on website design and how you break the chains and the rules of the past to do good stuff. So uh, overall, great events. Now, have you guys been to the forum before, Adam and Jackie? I can't remember if you've been to that. Uh, I haven't, no. Mm Mm-mm. Neither one of you have? I don't think so. We maybe, don't get maybe. invited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kidding. it is only for... What's that? I said, I'm kidding. Well, the one thing I'll say about the, the, um, the summit was the attendance was down a little bit, which is, which is disappointing because it's a great conference. And, you know, there was enough people there, but 
you, you feel like if it continues down this path, it's going to start having troubles. Um, and I was trying to think about why it would be. Uh, I know it, it, in this day and age, it's pretty tough for folks to go to two conferences, mm-hmm. and typically Shushmid's the other main one. Um, so that's part of it. But then just what I just described, I mean, two you know, significant consultancies – you know, healthcare firms had their own conferences the same week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what their pricing structure is, but my guess is you're not charging your own clients to come to your to your session, to your conf- to your your conference. So um, so all the, I bet most of the people that were at either MedSeek or Geometric did not go to the forum. Probably yes, true. No. Is it is the forum much smaller than Shishmid? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's probably well. In the past, it's been about half the size. I think it was probably smaller this year. Okay. Um, but there were some really great folks there. Some really, you know, C level marketing people, which was great. Uh, you know, so overall, it was it was really good. Um, C level, just like kind of S S E A. Well, we were we were at C level <laughs> in Orlando. Yes, we were. Um. But just some overall feedback on stuff I heard. Uh, one of the things that was interesting to me is that uh, in my workshop, I touched on reform, but not too much. Uh, there was a keynote speaker at the forum or at the forum at the at the Orlando conference who hit on reform, and I got a lot of mixed messages on him. Now, I, I, apparently, he's spoken before. I didn't hear him, but some people just hated it. Some folks liked it, but overall, I would say I did not hear much at all about reform. And what it what it's potentially going to do to our organizations, or uh, more specifically to us in marketing hmm. communications, is that which I found interesting. Is that what the keynote speaker spoke about? One of them, yeah, it was strictly on reform, and he was getting really into the nitty gritty of um, the politics and Congress uh, and that kind of thing. So I think he was talking less about the impact on the industry, but. When I was in uh, Atlanta speaking at the leadership um, conference or leadership retreat for a system there where I spoke to the board members, docs, and whatever executives on Joe Public, the guy who followed me was from the advisory board, and he talked about reform, uh, and it was quite scary. I had to leave like 45 minutes into his presentation to catch my plane to drive back, and I just walked out of there going, oh my gosh, I wonder... You know, I wonder what other industries are hiring right now. <laughs> I mean, he it was so depressing. That's good. I mean, his end his end message was basically hospitals and health systems are going to get paid less and they're going to do less, uh, and it's going to be very rough, uh, very difficult financially. He said, you know, um, regardless of what the Supreme Court does. This is where we're going because private payers and public payer, meaning Medicare, there's not enough money. He's like, there's just not enough money in the country to cover what we need to do with the baby boomers coming through. And so it's going to get ugly was his main message. And then somebody asked the keynote speaker, you know, if he could sum up everything as a message for hospitals and health systems, what would it be? And he said, go big or go home. So the the message from both these guys was the only way that organizations are going to survive is um, 
you know, because they're they're not going to get the piece of the pie is not going to be worth as much. So they're going to have to take more of the pie, which means you're going to see a lot of consolidation, a lot of acquisitions. Uh, folks are just going to have to get bigger and bigger because the margins are going to be smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that was uh, interesting. Uh, the other thing that was interesting to me was in the – so Chris and I talked about uh, website and digital strategy uh, I talked about in my Joe Public uh, a number of different things, including new technologies, including uh, being relevant. Uh, but I would say that my <clears throat> takeaway from the workshop specifically and then from other conversations and questions people had for me, that if, if I had to use two word, the two biggest pain points, I'm going to see if you guys can guess what they are. Each pain point can be summed up in one word. What would you guess that one of the two main pain points were? Can you take a stab at it? Hmm. <laughs> You're stumping us today. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how, like, how like detailed. I mean, how broad of a. They're both broad. They're both broad terms. Just a single term or like a phrase? Yep. Each one can be summed up in one word. Hmm. That's a tricky part. Here, I'll give you a hint. I've written a book about each of them. Oh, measurement and... Yep. Uh, gardening. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that book. Oh, oh. It was me- measurement and branding. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. That one. Measurement and branding. Um, and branding to me was so interesting because... It's the same stuff, you know. It's the same. We have multiple brands, and mm-hmm. what do we do? And we're acquire. You no, know, people are acquiring <clears throat> physician groups left and right, uh, and the struggle with how do we, you know, first of all, how do we brand these physician groups? How do we market them? Um, it's just very interesting to me that this is just an ongoing struggle, and it doesn't matter how I talk about brand. You know, I usually talk about brand strategy and the and the true essence of brand and your experience and all that, it still almost always comes back <clears throat> around to, well, here's our biggest problem. We have these three entities with three names and, you know, there you are. Yeah. So that's curious. And then measurement is still, you know, the number one. And in my workshop, when I cover all these significant ways we need to transform healthcare marketing, um, about halfway through, I say, okay, as a group, let's do some self-assessment. Where where are we struggling? And as a group, let's decide where we want to dig in. And measurement was the overwhelming first place. Mm-hmm. So uh, continues to be a struggle for people. Yeah. So that was uh, that was my journeys. And one of the things I wanted to share was uh, somebody posted this. On the Forum for Healthcare Strategists group in LinkedIn. So they're the organization that puts on the conference in Orlando, uh, the summit. <clears throat> and and I don't know what this guy's name is because it just says follow Keith. So I'll just we'll provide a link to this. But here's what he here's what he said. Did anyone else notice the irony of the vendor booths? Okay, so he's just writing. He just got back. In marked contrast to many of the presenters appropriately focusing on engaging customers and patients through interactive means, in most cases, the vendors in the exhibit hall were promoting their interactive products and technology to their own target customers, us, in anything but an interactive way. How about a few of these interactive vendor approaches in the future? A live healthy cooking demonstration. 
Take a 10-question quiz to rate the strength of your organization's brand. Take five minutes now to learn how to stretch your marketing dollars. Uh, engage us, interact with us in a meaningful way by demonstrating how your products and services will help us and the real problems we face every day. And then somebody else added to that and said, I couldn't agree with you more. Not only that, I find it interesting that most took the approach of showing their capabilities and not their knowledge and expertise of the consumer and how their capabilities are aligned to help providers effectively create behavior changes with their target populations. So anyway, that's some feedback to friends of ours who have booths that you know, we're all up there preaching engagement, and you know, I particularly pre- preaching with Joe Public. Stop talking about yourself and talk about your audience. Yet, it sounds like a lot of the people that were exhibiting um, weren't following that. Mm-hmm. Good takeaway. You know, we've we've only con- conversed a few times about what we if you know if we ever wanted to be present there in that way, have a booth of our own, and you know, what would it be? And you know. I, not not to, not to be all like, well, you would do it, right? How come you guys can't? But you know, the first thing we started, <laughs> the first thing that we started talking about, like right away, was, well, we should take the weekly probe and go there as that, you know, and we'll, you know, be like the the journalists on there and and talk about what we talked about on there, keep it funny, hand out issues, like print some issues of the weekly probe, so it's like a, you know, a, a news like, like the Onion type thing. Uh, their printed version, you know, so go there with something like that where it's interesting and engaging and, you know, people leave remembering you and, you know, how you were, you know, engaging them. And then, you know, hopefully that's going to lead to something down the road, but I don't know. It's interesting. It's, I hate walking through those vendor areas because it's like, you feel like you're a target of about, you know, 10 dozen used car salesmen who just won't get off your back. <laughs> it's like, it's, seriously, yeah. it's like walking through the midway at a, at a, at a fair. A bunch of carnies <laughs> trying to get you to come try their crap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so stop uh, being carnies. Stop. Fix your teeth. <laughs> Fix, Fix your, your teeth. Nice. <laughs> Wow! Well, at least these are well dressed carnies with proper <laughs> yeah. hygiene and right, right. And many of our friends are out there in their carny uniforms. So I know they listen to this, and maybe they'll they'll get a good takeaway from it. But um, well, they probably yeah. feel the same. I mean, you leave your booth, and you're like, you probably dread walking through the rest of it because then you become the you know the the target, the targi, the targay, <laughs> well, the targay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I, I'm considering a blog post about all this and, and try to wrap it up. So if I get some energy, I'll write that. I'm a little, I'm a li- I'm still recovering from being gone nine days. That's so. fair. Yep. So anywho, uh, <laughs> let's talk about something else. Let's talk about a local system again. We like talking about our hometown systems. Um, and I think this is fantastic. So, Remember, what was it, about two months ago, we discussed on the podcast Alina, mm-hmm. who is the largest system uh, by revenue, by patient volume, by a, in a lot of different metrics in Minnesota. And they were called Alina Hospitals and Clinics. That was the name of the system. And they came out with a big announcement. They were changing their name and their logo to Alina Health. Mm-hmm. And the CEO made a comment, something in the regards of, uh, we're not going to open another hospital. Uh, this, is, this is to show that we are all about 
uh, improving the health and wellness of our communities and the sea change of how we need to show up in the market. Uh, basically, that was his message. And I, Adam, I remember you um, commenting something to the effect of, you know, this all sounds, you know, tasty and nice, but it really will only matter if they actually change how they show up. Right. <clears throat> In the market. So uh, I guess this was April 22nd. I ran across a full page ad in our local paper. And it's a pretty nondescript ad. It shows like a family playing soccer. And there's like a sign, like a park sign. But on the sign, it says Neighborhood Health Connection, Neighbors Working Together for Healthier Communities. And then it's got a Linus Health logo. And the copy says, uh, we're looking for a few good neighbors ready to join an innovative new program. We created Neighborhood Health Connection to help our communities get healthy with free health screenings, fitness challenges, and funding to support your healthy activity ideas. Will your neighborhood be selected? Apply at neighborhoodhealthconnection.org or stop by our kickoff event at Minneapolis Farmers Market. So I just I tore that right out of the paper and said, well, you know, this looks like they're actually trying to live that brand promise yeah. and um, you know there's a story that we'll post that was in the Star Tribune about this initiative mm-hmm. but this is exactly <laughs> what we mean when we tell healthcare organizations to go out there and build your brand around health and wellness I don't think mm-hmm. I could mock up an ad with any better message than this maybe more creative but that's it but that's beside the point now have you taken a look at the, the article Adam and Jackie. Yeah, I, I read the article. I haven't seen the ad that you're referring to, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really cool, you know, getting neighbors and neighborhoods to come together and support wellness and activities. It sounds like some of the things they're trying to do are gardening, potluck dinners, walking groups. It's just, it's really cool. It'll be really interesting to see how many people actually engage. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good ad from the from the neighborhood from a neighborhood perspective. Definitely has a nice, you know, neighborhood vibe going on. So I sent. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just gonna say there's there's you know there's something to be said about keep about the simplicity of that pr- uh, approach when you're trying to get a message out like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, I sent a couple emails to people I know at Alina just saying, you know, I don't know who's responsible for this, but applause to you for going out there in the way that, you know, we certainly believe is right. And mm-hmm. feel free to share this email because I, I would assume that there's going to be people internally that are like, what the hell are you doing, right? Yeah. You know, your, 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 big, your big effort to go out in the market is this. What about our Da Vinci robot? What about our fantastic <laughs> doctors? What about our, you know, 60 clinics we offer? Yep. Uh, and to me, this is just exactly what... Imagine if they actually continued this and pulled it off. Mm-hmm. How different in five years you would think about their organization. Not about hospitals and broken legs and all that, but about truly a partner in health, which is which would be fantastic. So, Yeah, kudos to them. Always want to celebrate... <clears throat> The folks that are doing it the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Totes. <laughs> totes. You and your words, totes. What else? What's another Jackie word? Situ. Situ and totes. <laughs> that was totes the situ. 
Hey, they're real. Totes bugs me. I don't know why totes bugs me. It does. Situ's fine, but I don't know. Totes is it's too cutesy, maybe. Apparently, it came from the movie I Love You, Man. Maybe I already said this in a You mean a, pe- a pair. A pair, a pair it came from. You got to shorten it. Shorten that one, too. Just keep shortening, oh, every, yeah, shorten, shortening every word in, in the sentence until we're down to, like, <laughs> <laughs> just one Look syllable Look what our society's coming to, yeah. I'm <laughs> just going to abbreviate everything. So, totes is short for totally. Yeah. So, like, so that's like a surfer, you know? I know, I'm it's such kind a of valley, surfer. Valley what? girlish, yeah. It's valley, yeah. So we have to come up with like a short term for like gnarly and nars, gnar, juicy and nars, nars. <laughs> nard dog. That's nars. Nars. Nars sounds like a Norwegian grandfather. <laughs> nars Olafsson here. Like the fishing report, yeah. Or that. Nice. All right. Let's go on to one more story that's healthcare related. Um, this has just been blowing up. I'd say so. Uh, Adam, do you want to talk to this one a little bit? Do you feel, do you feel, uh, versed in it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it was all over the place. Um, was it Monday when it was officially announced? I mean, one of the first things I do when I get up in the morning is just pop onto my RSS reader and this was all over the place. And, and had I checked my email before I, before doing that, I would have seen, um, a message from Jackie, uh, sharing that an article that she had run across about the same thing, but it was, it's all about Facebook promoting, promoting, um, organ donation and encouraging mm-hmm. people to, uh, uh, display their status as a donor, uh, on their timeline. Uh, and they also give instruction on how to officially, uh, register, uh, once you've shared your status so that you can, uh, you know, legally go through the process of filing with your state, um, but one thing, you know, one of our clients, one of our uh, long-term clients we've worked with for quite a while is LifeSource here in the Twin Cities. And, and you know, they, they say over and over that one of their biggest challenges is getting people to, well, aside from getting people to register, is getting people to, to let other people know about the fact that they are a donor, they are um, a registrant, not only because it helps spread the word and get other people to register, but because it's important that the people around you know what your mm-hmm. preference is so that, you know, God forbid... You know, you're ever in a situation where you have passed away and, and you know, uh, somebody else could benefit from your organs. It, you know, the, there needs, this, the, the circle needs to be complete so that the people who are, you know, the health professionals are going to uh, speak to about your preferences, aside from looking at your official documentation, um, you know, are going to, people are going to know that that's your preference, that you want to donate. Right. So anyway, it's Facebook's big movement to get to get to get out there with this, and uh, kudos to them for for getting on it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it it's sounds working. like it was. Yep, it does. And you've got some stats in here. Um, this is what I heard um, for from just from LifeSource. So there's there's two ways you can register to be an organ donor in Minnesota and in most states. You check yes when you sign up. Or when you either get or renew your driver's license, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. that's the primary way. Most states now have online registries where you can go online and do it any time, uh, which you think would make this make it easier for more people to do it because then you don't have to wait. You know, what is it? Once every four years or six years right. uh, to make that change, you can do it any time. But but most most of the states, most of the <clears throat> organ procurement organizations who operate in all fifty states. Uh, have found that very very few people use the online tool, which is very curious. Uh, and so, what 
um, our contact at LifeSource said in an article uh, just yesterday, I think, was that typically they have two people a day, two, that go online on average to register. And we're talking about, first of all, uh, there are over 100,000 people on a waiting list for an organ. And more than, I think I saw the stat, it's either seven or 11,000. I think it's 7,000. 7,000 people die every year while they're waiting for an organ. So we need like millions of people to sign up. And I mm-hmm. think the goal of this this overarching organization that we've done work with, Donate Life America, is to increase uh, to 125 million people um, the number of people who have registered to be an organ donor. <clears throat> Something like that. That number doesn't sound right when I'm saying it. But anyway, so so our contact at LifeSource said they would normally get two. And Monday or the day after this happened, they had 98 that's a that's significant. I mean, obviously that may not stick. Wasn't the first? I but, thought the first day was actually a couple hundred, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the story I saw yesterday, she said ninety eight. So I don't know. Maybe I think that, that, was, that was the, the second day. I think the first day was a couple hundred, and then the second day was ninety eight. Okay. I yeah, think I'd have to I'd have then. to go back, but it was it was a lot. I mean, if even if ninety eight is a, obviously a massive surge over over two or five or whatever the uh, original yeah. number was. So hopefully, yeah, and it's. It, I mean, obviously, there's going okay. to be a little bit of, of a spike right now because it's it's a, it's a new thing. There's a lot of buzz, a lot of news going on mm-hmm. um, around it. <clears throat> but I could, I'd have to imagine that um, this is only going to, you know, keep, keep keep that trend at least going up from what it was. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd be surprised if the numbers stayed at you know a couple hundred a day. Um, but I would be also surprised if they went back down to what they were, because clearly this is a pretty powerful platform for people to get the word out there. Right. And, um, you know, I, I suspect people will continue to use it and continue to indicate their preference. So hopefully the trend will be a good one and we'll, we'll see those numbers continue to, uh, you know, go up and hopefully stay up. Mm-hmm. It just it just really shows the power of, well, social media, maybe, but Facebook. I mean, if you can partner with Facebook on something like this, I mean, something that generally speaking, I don't think a lot of people have a problem with or it's not really that controversial. Some people make it out to be more controversial than I think it is. But I don't know. I mean, it's just it just shows the power they have to reach so many people. And what is done for them is just really cool and will continue to do, I'm assuming. Yeah, it also shows how it's pretty critical that something like this kind of come from the top down. Uh, you know, this uh, sounds like it was a passion of Zuckerberg himself to get to get to put this into the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to imagine that if it was, you know, you know, like Nike or something wanted to partner with Facebook and they did something, it would be, you know, it would just be le- probably less eventful or less, you know, news uh, newsworthy. Maybe not as big of a deal as this. You know, it's just this is this just the very fact that this came from the top of Facebook down. That alone was newsworthy. And right. helped really create a lot of buzz. Um, <clears throat> so well, that's really a clear demonstration of the power of, you know, getting somebody at the top in one of these organizations like this on, on your side. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, we'll post this New York Times article that I'm referring to, but it sounds... Oh, yeah? Oh, no. Oh, we're having technical difficulties with Chris. Bzzz. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. We've we've lost we've lost Chris. 
All right. We still have him in our chat, so we can talk to him and see him. But you we all were can't nearing... Hear. We were nearing... <laughs> he says Chris hi. Chris says hi, everyone. <laughs> all right. Well, we're nearing the end of the uh, show anyway. We're at about the 30-minute mark, so we could probably wrap it up there. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll just <clears throat> read the New York Times article I'm referring to. It's got some good stuff in there, so I'll post yeah. that. Yep. Yep, and uh, you can follow the podcast on uh, iTunes. Just a reminder, you can also find it on our website. We typically get it up on our Facebook, uh, on Facebook as well, on the timeline. So ch- check it out there. Uh, <laughs> lots of ways to follow us if you want to. Also, there's an RSS feed, so if you prefer not to, if you prefer to subscribe, but not through iTunes, you can you can you can hit that up. So farewell for uh, uh, from from Chris Be- Bevelo, who cannot speak for himself at the moment, and Are you speaking uh, this is to Adam us? Meyer. Jackie Rotaco. And we will catch you guys. Catch you next time. Bye.